0: Welcome to the 37th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. And guess what? This is the first time video. Of course, here with my boys. If, you
1: know, had I known, I'd have. That 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 aloe plant is is struggling a little bit. I'd have I'd, have, I'd have given a little perk up.
0: Yeah, now you don't look yeah. like a good. I'm just botanist. proud that he's still alive. Well, it's just like the first thing well, that I'm not. The first thing <laughs> that people who actually see this show get to see is the fact that I've I've always been right about the fact that Rob is basically a bad person at a lot of things, and being a botanist is one of them. He's a plant murderer.
1: Rob, it's a plant Yes, I am. The first year of the pandemic, I I murdered about six of them. Plants that are supposedly unkilled. My daughter messes with me because I killed a spider plant. She's like, Dad, I grew a spider plant in third grade and (laughs) kept it alive all year. Like, how is it that you killed a spider plant in a month?
0: Not easy, sweetie. Not easy. Not easy. And from Detroit, Michigan, the one the only owner of City Wings...
2: 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. Come get but you some.
1: Believe it. Mr. Grant Lancaster. What I know. know. Get you some of that. What's going on, Johnny X? How you See, feeling, brother? You know, new year, so new you. New
0: year, new me. I'm relaxing. I'm relaxing. You know, just getting by. Just getting by. We're changing up the show this year. We're not doing the Friday nights anymore. and We're now a Wednesday show. A Wednesday show. A word? Okay. Hump Day! To help everybody get through the middle of their mm-hmm. week. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: not
0: too bad. Yeah. So, nah, I'm good, man. Not bad at all. I'm good, man. There's been a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world recently. I've been just, like, watching it and enjoying it. Um, not here this week is Mr... Gene Hopkins, of course We're going to give you a shout out, Gene Doug Guess he's worried about those Wanted posters uh,
2: Gene took the Lions yesterday You what? Gene took the Lions yesterday and hit it Oh Mm. really? Yeah, he took the Lions money line
0: Mm. How much money you make Mm -hmm. there, Gene? Is that why you're not here? You don't want to tell the people How much money you have? In case they see you driving <laughs> around whatever area you happen to live in. We're not going to blow up your neighborhood right now because we know you got those bags and bags of money from hitting on the Detroit Lions. That's something that doesn't even sound right. Hitting on the Detroit Lions on a bet. Right. Damn. it's a brave man. Even in his betting, he goes against oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. convention. Yeah, he got balls for sure. He got balls for sure, ain't no way in the hell I put no money on or against the line because whatever <laughs> just you that, they do, they do Yep, whatever you whatever you do, they typically will do the
0: opposite.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> that's just darn not work.
2: Fuck.
0: So football's been in the news a lot. Damar Hamlin, um, dude was out there playing a game last week and tackled somebody and had a heart attack right there on the fields crazy mm-hmm. and yeah, man. We yeah, saw some wildness right there it is wild and we saw a lot of people uh, a lot of people reaching out and um, sending their prayers and things of that nature well wishes and I was thinking about how much of a gladiator nation we are because football are our gladiators and um, just the uh, crazy stuff, man. Just like twenty-four-year-old dude just having a heart attack on a field. Is that steroids related?
1: Was that hard work related? I, I'm not even going <laughs> to speculate. I'm not going to speculate on anything like that. Yeah, I, I can't. Call, um, I
2: can't call that.
1: I, I can't call it. I mean, it could be a thousand different things. It could be as innocent as some prior condition that was unknown. Even though those guys get great physical, still sometimes things sneak through. Um, to any of the other things out there so I could. I'm not even getting that could have been the impact at the right time yeah. you know the impact could've, at the right just time the
2: stop that electrical impulse and boom I mean, we,
1: when we were in high school a CI they had a guy die my senior year Billy Rideout who I knew I remember. you really. know got involved in uh, was, on, was at the bottom of a pile and something happened nobody's really sure The technology or the desire wasn't there at that point to really dig deep. Uh, But Billy Rideout passed away. Um, Heck, my sophomore year, I tackled a guy. I wasn't much of a tackle, but he was running past me, and I sort of jumped on his back and rode him to the ground, Uh Mm -hmm. uh, kind of rodeo style. And I'm not even sure what happened because he hit. He went down this way, his head going down first. He hit the ground. I bounced, rolled off of him. We were kicking their behinds anyway. They sent us home. Dude was still laying out on the field. They told us game was over. Sent us home. Oh wow! So I mean, wow. things happen on the football field. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, just it was just a couple
2: years ago. Uh, Ryan Shazier for the uh, Steelers. Mm-hmm. You know, makes mm-hmm. a tackle. I mean, he had a, he, and got paralyzed. Well, those things are all like
0: you know contact I mean? related. The crazy thing about what happened to Demar was that um, it was after the contact. It was post contact. And it was a heart attack. He had it basically like an arrhythmia. A fucking, he had a heart mm-hmm. attack at 24 years old. And uh-huh. it's interesting because like as heart of attacks are right funny like that. They usually don't announce themselves. No, they don't. But unfortunately, they show up whenever they want to. Unfortunately, a lot of young people are actually experiencing heart attacks now, post COVID, during COVID. Do you think that there's something that this may be something that's um, vaccine-related or COVID-related?
1: One of the two. We we won't know for another 20 years. By the time they get all the data and the numbers and and run all this stuff, we won't know for another 10, 20 years.
0: Well, if it's vaccine-related, do you think there's even an interest in even letting us know in 20 years
1: that that were the case? Oh, yeah, they'll be like this. If it's vaccine-related, there'll be a commercial in 20 years. Hey, were you impacted by the, you know, did you take these shots in, in these years? If you right. did, there's a chance. Because that's Some how America firm. works.
2: Mm-hmm. Some firm you know. of attorneys.
1: Yeah, there, there'll be somebody out there chasing the money. And we'll yeah, find like out a, that way if it's, if it's vaccine-related. It meso, mesothelioma. Mesh. Uh, mesothelioma. Yeah. Asbestos. Baby powder. Day, mm-hmm. Baby powder. Baby powder. Like all those class action suits. But who'll be paying that? Pfizer. Yeah, baby won't, powder.
0: Pfizer won't be paying that. You had to nope. sign away your rights to actually go after Pfizer.
1: So No, but somebody will somebody will do something to try and open that up. They'll find a door somewhere. Well, somebody will if it is if they can find that it's vaccine related, somebody will have to pay. I think people need to pay a little bit more attention as to what's
0: going on with these with these younger kids and these heart attacks and the diabetes type one and type two diabetes are at an all time high. There were spikes that have happened right after COVID. There's a lot of COVID COVID is if COVID isn't over, why aren't we talking about the symptoms of COVID and how to avoid a lot of these things and a lot of this stuff that's happening tomorrow. Hamlin, you know, one of the main reasons why Kyrie Irving didn't want to take the vaccine was because of fear of the unknown consequences of taking the vaccine,
1: yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, I in my line of work, I had a guy who professionally he plays baseball professionally, and he took the shot, and he swears he wasn't right all year. He had an adverse reaction to the initial shot, and he swears he wasn't right all year, and he blames the shot for it. Mm. And he already had a pre-existing condition a pre-existing kidney condition, who knows how that thing reacted and impacted his body. But the thing is, when you're an athlete, if you believe, you know, if you believe that you're winning because, um, you know, you wear goat fur underneath your uniform, then you're winning because you're wearing goat fur. If you think you're losing because you got a shot, then you're losing because you got a shot.
0: Mm. So you're saying it could be psychoanalytical.
1: It may or may not be, but... You know, there may have been something to it, too. Like I said, he had an adverse reaction first, and then he just, all year long, he kept trying, to. he just never got right. He got a, he got a small injury and just never got right.
0: And, I mean, look, I can't honestly sit back here and say that these things are vaccine-related incidents. Nobody actually can, but, you know, I think about how I... One of the most interesting thing that and, Grant, you tell me how you feel about this. Like, Damar Hamlin... His salary, four years. He was drafted in the sixth round, I think it was, Rob, or the fourth round. Uh, I'm not sure. $3.64 million. I think it was a fifth round. I think he's a fifth rounder. $3.64 million. Well, you've covered them all. (laughs) Okay, no, I know how much it was, but I think he's fifth. All right, well, whatever, Rob. Fuck you, Rob. Rob, fuck you, Rob. Just like, can we yeah. can we just like let's just start it off right now, okay? All right, just cut cut Don't the let shit, bro. the facts bro. get in the way of a good story, John. Tell the facts get in the way.
1: All right, so he's a fifth
0: round pick. I'm gonna say I'm guesstimating. He's a fifth round pick, okay? Okay. Three point six four million dollars. Do you realize that because of this incident that happened on the field, his team had a right to cut his salary essentially in half? Because they put him onto injured reserve. So, there was a... The NFL is brutal, man. Mm. It is fucking brutal. $825,000 is what he's supposed to get paid. That would get prorated down to 455000 And they made a big deal out of the fact that, you know, that the team was magnanimous and the league was magnanimous about the fact that this man, who was hurt on the field because he had a heart attack was not going to lose any money but what about the other players that twisted their ankles that were 5th round draft picks I guess they're just SOL but, but, but see this,
2: this is this is the bullshit though so the real bullshit is that 80% of NFL players are black and the NFL salaries are the only ones that are not guaranteed unless you happen to be Joe Burrow, you happen to be Pat Mahomes. If you happen to be a quarterback then and
1: even then if you look at guarantees. like if you look at Pat Mahomes contract structure. So Mahomes he's what is eight year deal or something like that, but yeah, he only gets guaranteed 2 years out. So like his performance this year will guarantee his contract for 24. I mean for 25. Mm. Like all those okay, all those it. years on the back end aren't guaranteed even for those guys. Like he gets guaranteed, like he locks himself in like for the next 2 years. Every year he locks himself in for the next 2 years. Like that's the NFL is the only league that really should have guaranteed contracts. Right. But and that's, that's, that's why the players that's why the players hold out
2: for those bonuses because the bonus or or the signing bonus is really the money. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that's what they're. But those guys that get, hold, but those so they can be cut at any time.
0: But those guys that hold out, they're not for the team though. They're
1: not team players. They're all about themselves. Well, it's just selfish well, players. But you have to be in the NFL because the no, team. The, at the end of the day, no. the team doesn't give a shit. Out. They're all about their teammates, but the team itself don't give a shit about you. They'll cut you in a heartbeat in the NFL, and so you you got to be, like the average career in the NFL is three and a half years you got to be gangster about your money in the NFL.
2: Because mm. even a long
1: career in the NFL, you got a lot of years and a lot of injuries ahead of you. Right. Gangster. That's the only way you can. So I remember. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, one of the dudes, he's now an agent, in, but he played in the NFL. He played for the Raiders and played for the Vikings. And he was like, look, whenever we sign a deal, we go back in the locker room. First thing we do is we talk to our boys. Hey, this is what I got. This is what I got for X. This is what I got for Y. Like, They share all the details of their contract so that the next dude knows what to go in and ask for. Mm. So when dudes hold out, they hold it out because the team don't care. The Buffalo Bills were magnanimous at this ridiculous situation, and so they're going to pay the man his full contract. Now, if he decides or his medical people decide that next year he's a no-go, he'll quietly just be, you know, Bills aren't gonna fill that whole contract.
0: You think they're gonna get get it
1: next
2: year. Right.
0: Grant, do you think that they'll do a uh, GoFundMe for Damar Hamlin next year
2: if he gets cut? (laughs) You may see you may see one. You may see one. But you know, well, I mean like his charity, you know, his charity kicked up like three million after he got hurt. His charity kicked up like three 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 and a half million dollars or something. Yeah,
1: it was impressive. America always steps up after a tragedy and they you know, they did in this occasion as well. Um is it a tragedy? You
0: may see a GoFundMe. Is it a tragedy though? Like I'm. Well,
2: it's, it's you know, not a tragedy. You know, I don't. He I don't. I,
0: on the I don't mean, it had to be intubated. Yeah, you know, I don't mean to sound like an ass or anything, and this is no disrespect to like DeMar Hamlin or his family, but he's a ball player. He's a football player who was doing his job. Like honestly, his team should fucking take care of him. They should be the one that should pay his contracts out. It's ridiculous that a team that, already in a sport where you're talking about three and a half years is the average career, that's, like, not even four... These guys are signed for, like, four years. They're locked in for four years as a, as a late-round draft pick. So, basically, they just use mm-hmm. you up for, like, five years, and... They're not qualified. People think it's good business that these guys only get paid half of their salary after they essentially
1: have a career-ending injury? Well, here's the thing. The NFL is considered to be, by many, the only successful communist state in the world. Mm. So, yes, it is good business and no people do not give a shit. This has been an issue of the NFL for years and based on the waiting list, it places like Lincoln Financial Field for tickets and at Giant Stadium for tickets. Clearly, people have voted, and they don't give a fuck. Mm. I have like, to... You know me. I'm a football de- – like, I grew up playing football. I loved it. I don't think there's a better game to teach you um, the team concept. Right. Like – I agree. If you have the best player in basketball – like, if you have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on your basketball team, you can win a hell of a lot of games, mm-hmm. and the team can suck. Baseball, you got that pitcher, you can win a hell of a lot. Every day that guy shows up on the mound, you got a chance to win.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even if everybody around him is doo doo. In football, you can have the absolute best player. You can have a player who's 10 times better than anybody in the league and lose every fucking game. And not just lose every, every game, get your ass kicked every game. Mm-hmm. Like football is the one game that teaches you, like, yo, we all got to be in this. We all got to be pulling on the rope right. at the same time in the same direction. Mm-hmm. The ultimate it's team no, sport. No better game for that, and at the same time, I hardly watch the NFL anymore. It, I feel like the NFL is going to be in 20 years, 30 years, it'll be like boxing. Mm. You know, boxing was once the king of the world, and now it's an afterthought for most people. It's too brutal, and the only people who box are the people who really don't have a, a choice.
0: I don't think that. I don't ever think happen. that's
1: why
2: boxing lost its luster. I don't think that's why boxing lost its luster. Why do you think, I think boxing, boxing went off the rails? Boxing went off the rails because they like the score. Boxing is the only game that's played or sport that's played that you don't know the score until the end. So it's too easy to fix boxing. Mm-hmm. That's why boxing is fucked up. You know what I mean? That's why, that's why people don't watch boxing because I've seen fighters win a fight with my own eyes and the decision came back a split decision and they lost Or whatever happened. To me, that's the reason why boxing went off the rails.
1: I thought boxing lost its luster because, one, it is truly a brutal sport. But, two, they just weren't generating enough white champions. Oh, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. They they didn't didn't have enough white dudes participating in the sport. Like all the big matches when we were growing up, how many of them involved, you know, a white fighter?
0: Very close. I don't know. Jerry Cooney. Jerry Jerry Cooney. He had a chance. Mom. (laughs) Mom. He had a
2: chance. And and a bar in Huntington. I mean, and the NFL. And a
0: bar in Huntington.
2: The NFL is the same, though. The NFL is the same. All of the best players are black. You know what I mean? I mean, they're going to talk about, you know, I mean, Tom Brady is an anomaly. Tom Brady is like talking about, you know, Kareem. You Mm can't, you can't, he you know what I mean, he's like Dr. Dre. You can't talk about Dre when you talk about hip hop. Dre is like over yeah. hip hop. You know what I mean? He's right. the Quincy Jones of hip hop. Mm. Tom Brady is like the Quincy Jones of football. Like you don't win that many that nobody wins that many championships. It's it's unheard of in a in a fifty three man sport. In right. Yeah. In a fifty three man sport, right? So it typically to me championships don't matter unless you're talking about boxing, if you're talking about tennis. Once you start getting into a team sport, you can't really start counting championships to me because that individual that got all those rings didn't do all the work. Right. Right. Tom Brady is the exception to that rule.
0: If you're going to talk about boxing, you have to bring it back to it's its knockout fighters. Fighters who are actually knocking people in their ass because that's the only way you could really, based upon your theory about the reason why boxing died was because it was too easy to fix the fight. Your knockout oh, but I, I mean, puncher you
1: becomes know, dudes took dives too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, been, uh... There's a lot of dudes who took dives. There are a lot of there are a lot of guys who got counted out who, you know, had more gas in the tank. Right. But were told yeah. that it wasn't their day. Well, people
0: feel like Mayweather's the best like fighter ever. And I don't think that Mayweather would be an undefeated fighter if he would have Came up at the time of, I'm going to say Pepino Cuevas, starting with him, and then let you like fight your way through the rest of those welterweights that came up right after him, which are Sugar Ray Leonard, Wilfredo Gomez, uh, Tommy Hearns, just Marvin. Marvin. Dude. Marvin that's, was that's a middleweight. We... Marvin a middleweight. Marvin was a middleweight.
2: The 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 top. The time comparison is always problematic for me. You can't, you you know, if he had come up, if Floyd had come up in that time, he would have still been Floyd. He would, he just would have fought differently. You know what I mean? Now he may have gotten his ass whooped sometimes and maybe not, but we'll never know. But he would have been, he would have been equally as good as he was now then. You know what I mean? He just, it just, the game was different. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like LeBron... Playing with Isaiah in them, you know LeBron would, or Steph Curry. Steph Curry would never get all those all those wide open looks in in the eighties.
0: Yeah,
2: you know what I mean. So, so like Del Curry, the reason why his daddy came off the bench because his shot was water too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but the reason why his daddy came off the bench is because when Rick Mahorn gave you that forearm shiv, you know all of a sudden that shot wasn't so wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You know, that like I said, that's always a problematic argument. You too. just just preaching the physics of
0: time space continuums in sports. You are the that's Thanos. Good. That's what I do. You are the Thanos <laughs> of one <Born> in <laughs> trouble right now.
2: The time space. Training continuum. techniques were different then? Right. Yeah. Train you did so and dig it. So I just saw an article about uh, kids getting priced out of sports talking about inner city kids. Did you see the article Rob? No, but I I live it. (laughs) Right, inner city kids getting priced out of sports and they were talking about basketball in particular and the the theory behind it is um, these shooting coaches these, you know, uh, one-on-one sessions, all these AAU, all this travel, everything that you have to do these inner city kids are not necessarily able to do that because it's a financial burden, whereas these suburban kids are much more Equipped to, they they much more likely to have a shooting coach. They're much more likely to have, you know, be on a traveling team or whatever, whatever. So even you know even that man, the playing field is being leveled. You know, I, I used to I used to always it was always like the the suburban kids could never beat the city kids.
0: Well, that's,
2: now it's a toss up.
0: Well, that's kind of the way it's been going with AAU and basketball for like you know more than a generation. It's been more like twenty years. AAU is replaced like playing down at the park and um, mm-hmm. getting better and try through that type of trial and ever everything has to be coached everything is down to the second and that's why you have a lot of European players that have come in now and they've kind of balanced it out because they are more um, what's the word Rob more um,
1: with the uh, you know well, with- I mean. The European players compete European at a higher player. level. Like, they have the under-16 national championships and stuff like that. I mean, the Europeans that we get over here, these guys are well-coached. They play a different style of game. They're, more, funda- they're, they're, more, fundamentally, they're more fundamentally sound. More fun- that's the word. Yeah. More fundamentally
0: sound. But what I was thinking the other day was that, like, I was reading this guy, this comment from this guy, and they were saying, like, sort of the same thing along the lines of what we're talking about now with the changes in the time in the game. But also back then you had more kids that were actually playing the game. You had more white kids that were actually playing the game of basketball. Right. And they brought a different dynamic into the sport as well. And when they stopped playing, then it allowed the other the other aspects, then it's like, well, there's no chance from the to win, and they just started shooting three-pointers. But I don't think that that's necessarily true, because even with these shooting coaches and all this other stuff, the simple fact of the matter is, it is so difficult, no matter how much you practice, to shoot a basketball in a hoop with a guy who's six foot seven, six foot eight, coming at you, flailing with their arms in the air, and you've got to create off of a half of a second. It's still basically there's there's only so much training you can do to prepare you for that, and that's my whole argument against the analytic ba- basketball game anyway which is basically the analytics, if you're an NBA fan or if you're not, it's just the thought process that taking three-pointers po- three is better than taking four two-pointers. Because analytically, you're going to hit more a higher percentage of the three-pointers if you just shoot them up. And that's basically what they've been doing with DeAntoni and that Chuck and Duck basketball and shit. And I just don't believe it. Because the simple matter of the fact is is that The game, whenever you put defense into a game, it makes it difficult. You can't, it's not so easy to just shoot. What is true is that all of those coaches have actually spread the game out further. So now you have to extend defenses out further and you're almost guarding, you're guarding more of the half court. But the players are bigger and they allow them and they're longer. So it's easier to cover. So,
1: even that. No, but if you get a personal shooting coach and you got some guy, you got some guy, you know, hitting you with a bag before you put up a shot 150 times, three times a week, charging at you, you're going to get used to those shots. You're, you're getting conditioning that these other kids aren't getting. Yeah. You know, that these other kids who are trying to develop, who, are, who have to develop naturally, aren't getting. They're already doing that, though. And that they, doesn't mean they're going to tra- translate into, into, into NBA players, but they're getting on the college rosters.
0: Yeah, but they're already doing that. They've been doing that. Kids don't play. If a kid like right now, it's completely different. Like high school basketball is completely different. There was a kid here that was, like, yeah. really good in Brentwood, from Brentwood, and after 10th grade, he left, and he went elsewhere. And now he's resurfaced. And he plays for the Pelicans. He's a two-way player for the two-way Pelicans. Players. You know, but the thing is, mm. though, his journey didn't just come here and it didn't stay here. It took him all over the place. That's what happens with these programs now. These kids now, they start earlier and they start moving where they had to places where they have better training and better, and they're teaching right. them how to Absolutely. shoot those jumpers. And still, with them teaching them how to shoot those jumpers, you still only have a couple of guys that are really shooting them at a high level in the NBA because it's so fucking hard to do. It really is. Curry had the advantage of Dell being his dad. They were doing that, right. like, you know, as babies. It's not so easy to teach, is my point. You know, baseball, it's a little bit different. Right. But basketball, it's just like, that's not going to... In football, you definitely... Can't train that because at any point yes, in time no. you could have a injury that takes you out of the sport completely.
2: So the the hardest thing to do in in sports period is to hit a round baseball with a round bat. That's that, that's the hardest thing to do in a sports period. Possible, it's close. I, I I don't know what I don't it. Well, let me not say it definitively. Definitively, but. I can't think of anything that's harder to do in sports than hit a round baseball with a round bat. So when you, you know, that's something that, that is extremely difficult to teach. You know what I mean? As you move up in sports, you know, as you move to like um, basketball, basketball is easier to teach than baseball to me. Football is easier to teach than, or yeah, football is easier to teach than basketball. baseball to me also. Um, basketball is probably easier to teach because basketball is just a, a, it's a more, it's not as nuanced a game as football is football. You have a, a bunch of moving parts. You know what I mean? You got 22 guys on the field when you're talking a football game, you know, basketball game, you got five guys on the team, 10 guys on the court, but your team is just doing what they're doing. So in terms of being, in terms of being teachable, like, you, you can definitely teach somebody to shoot. You can't teach somebody that had a heart to hit that shot when the clock is going off. That's what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, DeMar Hamlin, I wish him the best of luck. Just to wrap up the whole sports angle of it, I really do wish him the best of luck. I really do wish that NFL players didn't yeah, have to absolutely. go through that type of loss and everything. And the more you look at it, the worse and worse the job becomes.
2: To me. From the outside. So, can I ask this question? Can I ask this question? Sure. Absolutely. This is the first time. This is the first time I, I want to say that the NFL didn't finish a game. And they didn't not only did they not finish, they didn't reschedule it, they didn't do anything with it. They just left it out there and said, okay, Buffalo and uh, Cincinnati, y'all only playing 16 games where everybody else is playing 17. Mm. Should they have finished the game?
1: That's I think they saw the butt asking. kicking that Skip Bayless got online <laughs> and said we ain't even going there. <laughs> yo, his, his tweet was actually rather moderate. Like his tweet kind of said, right. hey, you know, how are they going to finish this thing? But, and he finished the tweet with, but it all seems pointless right now. None of that right, seems the matter right now. Like, yeah. his tweet was actually very reasonable. But he mm-hmm. got dragged in a way that I haven't seen in a long time. Like, you'd have thought no, he whistled at a white woman in the South. <laughs> <laughs> in blackface.
0: In blackface. In blackface. In blackface. Yeah. Because yeah. he could do it.
1: There's a lot, there's a lot of so hate bad. to Skip Famous out there. Though. Skip the- Yeah, like, they, they saw their moment. Like, they thought this was a the moment they could just get him.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah a lot of
1: haters out, out there for him. Did
0: his bodyguard quit? Yeah, it was, was, he, was you like you
2: know, there was an episode, <laughs> there was an episode of that show where Shannon Sharp, like Shannon Sharp was, they were arguing about something, and Shannon Sharp took his glasses off like he was about to whoop his ass.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah,
2: Because yeah. <laughs> he came after Shannon yeah. Sharp's credentials, I think. Yeah, and Bayless, and says- Bayless was like, "Put your glasses back on, <laughs> Shannon." <laughs> is funny as hell. But, I mean, so yeah, they, they were just coming with to skip it just because.
1: If you do not have a card, like Shannon sharp has got a card. He got a football card, and he got right. Hall of Fame status. So when he's with his boys, who also have football cards, they can say whatever they want about him. But right. if you do not have a card, you, yeah. Cannot, yeah, you yeah. cannot make any statement about the, the, how good or deep or whatever somebody's coming. Career was. Yo, motherfucker, even if I only got one catch in my whole career, I got one more than you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. And Shannon yeah. got more than if, one. If I don't have none, I made it to the dance. Exactly. Yes. And I I have seen dudes almost go to blows over stuff like that. Um, you know, guys, you ever heard of like fantasy camps and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like baseball, they all the baseball teams have fantasy camps. You like for a Phillies fantasy camp in Philadelphia. Folks go down to where the Phillies train in Clearwater. And, you know, the guys coach them up and whatever and afterwards. The biggest part is the after after practice. Everybody goes back to the hotel, has dinner, and then hangs out at the bar. And the guys all tell stories. And every once in a while, you know, one of these campers will have too much juice in their system. And say something (laughs) like, Oh, oh, you weren't that good a pro. And all of a sudden, people are rearranging furniture.
2: Because yeah, regardless weekend, of what, wait.
1: regardless of what you feel about about his career, at that moment in time, he was one of the 750 best baseball players on the planet, and you were buying a ticket to get into the ballpark. So you just shut the fuck Bang. up. Mm. And as much as Skip Bayless likes to run his mouth, every once in a while he's got to remember that you are not getting in there because of your athletic talent or because of your skill at the game. You're getting about you're getting in there because you're skilled to talk about the game. Yeah, but don't talk about my performance. Yeah, and and even that's even that's questionable.
0: Yeah. Well, sports writers have a sports writers
1: and sports casters generally. He's not a sports a, writer anymore. He's an opinion. He's 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 an opinion maker. Right. Okay. Well, like he's there to stir up the pot.
0: If you start out as a sports writer, if you level up and you're making that bread, when you're making real quine, you become an opinion piece guy. So that's what he is right now. Yeah. He's an and opinion that's what he piece is. guy. All right. So.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, he goes in that direction And he he goes off on a a tangent But this is kind of like what I thought about I was looking at the all-star voting Once again, bringing it back to the NBA And number one guard, vote-getter In the NBA from fans Kyrie Irving The way that they do the all-star thing It's like 50% for the fans 25% for the players 25% goes to the press is the press going to give Kyrie any type of love for the All-Star game? And could that possibly affect him starting? And if it did, what does that say about the press in the United States of America, the press that covers sports, that they
1: would like? The- why, why do we have to? We, we, already, we already know what they're about, though. Why, you know We already know what the press is about because the press has, like in baseball, the sport that I know a little bit more about, um, how many guys haven't gotten in the Hall of Fame because they didn't talk to the press or the press didn't particularly like them? The press didn't right. understand them. You know? Is that-, so that number's large. Like, I, when I was just starting out, uh, Cal Ripken was in the middle of his streak, and everybody loved Cal. Everybody loved You couldn't get people to say, enough, say a bad thing about Cal. But Cal mm-hmm. was kind of prickly to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know? But what Cal did is he had his guy handle it. So you would talk to Cal, and Cal would tell you whatever you want to hear. And then his guy would come behind and say, oh, he doesn't have time for that. I'm sorry, but he can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And so Cal blew more people off than anybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the writers will all tell you about how disagreeable Barry Bonds was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody said say a bad word about Cal, but they'll all tell you how disagreeable Barry Bonds was. And Barry said yes to every request I ever made of him. Really? But – I treated Barry like the human being that he was. If I walk in the locker room and I see Barry, they used to carry this huge uh, reclining chair on the road with them
0: mm-hmm.
1: that Barry would sit in. If you walk in the clubhouse and Barry's sitting there with a checkbook in his lap, leave him the F alone. You know, I'd make eye contact with him, see what he's doing. Okay, turn around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Come back a half hour later when the checkbook's not on his lap. Hey, I saw you working earlier, man, but I just want to know if, you would be, if I could get you for 10 minutes to do X, Y, and Z. It's completely cool about it. But so many of these guys come in with a chip on their shoulder already, you know, and so they're just going to disrupt the man doing whatever. They forget that that's their home. That's their home for six months. Wherever they are when they're on the road, that's their home. Grant, do you feel. Be gentle when you walk to their home. Grant, do you feel like the uh, press seems to
0: present a type of um, overt ownership type of vibe towards black players?
2: I think that the press feels the press is too entitled, by and large. You the know press what I mean? Like, and and like, particularly,
1: ahead, particularly
2: these these nobody these nobody cats that you know uh, just kind of work for someone. Like I, I, I mean, there's countless interviews where I've, that I've seen. Where I, actually, I just saw one uh, from Muhammad Ali where he was a. Uh, he was talking to some guy, and he, the guy asked him a question. and He and Muhammad was like, "How old are you, my man?" And he was like, "Well, I don't think that's important." And Muhammad just kind of got up and walked out of interview after he cussed him out a little bit. But I think that's always been, um, you know, kind of a shut up and and do what we tell you, you know, as as a as a black man. That's always kind of the vibe that I get when. Uh, particularly when white reporters are talking to black athletes or you know black musicians or whatever whatever the black person is doing i always kind of get that you know just shut up and don't don't tell me nothing else just
1: answer the fucking questions that i'm asking mm. very always often kind of get that vibe i feel that they don't respect the effort and the work that these guys had to put in to get there and they're resentful of the money that they make mm. They think Absolutely. that because of the paycheck that they're they just shut up and do what anybody asks you. Disregarding the fact that, hey, you're talking to this 24-year-old. He's been playing football or baseball or whatever since he was 8, 10 years old. This is all he's ever done. He's put in his 10,000 hours, become proficient at this thing. And they don't necessarily respect that all the time. They just, you know, they, they write it off to natural ability, whatever. But mm-hmm. those guys put in an incredible number of hours and basically give up their childhood. To become NFL players, the Major League Baseball players, become a pro golfer, whatever it is. Like you essentially trade your childhood for practicing that sport in the hopes that one day you'll be able to cash in on it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then you get in this locker room and there's some snarky dude who's pissed off that you made him sit around and wait. They don't respect the work that goes with that. You know, major league baseball players show up at the park at about 1.30 in the afternoon for a seven o'clock game.
0: And they have to do that one hundred weights.
1: They got to do extra hitting. Do it one hundred sixty-two times.
0: One hundred sixty-two times plus spring training. That's the only job that's a real grind. Baseball is a grind. You know, it's it's a a real grind. Yeah, and like and like Grant said, it is really hard to hit that fucking ball once it gets to a certain point. I used to love baseball as a kid. When I stopped loving baseball. Mm -hmm. And I stopped playing baseball when the ball starts to do this it became it became harder right. hey, it was i I lost my love for baseball before the ball started doing this too much. I was still hitting those, <laughs> you know what I'm saying I was still hitting those, but it, you just like you have to you have to love that game you have
1: to love that game you got to spend right. a lot of hours playing that game Did, and didn't you used to show up at the b y a games didn't you show up to pitch at a b y a game once and you brought your own shovel because you were going to fill in the mound. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because they yeah yeah because <laughs> they used to cause they used to fuck with me because they used to fuck with me because I was because t- I was bigger <laughs> than the other kids so I had to so I had to like bring my own shit I yo listen I'm a competitor B you damn right I bought my fucking shovel you know what I'm saying I come to play even at twelve I know I'm coming to play you don't you know you know you know how it is man I'm not gonna back down on that one of course I did that shit. I always show up to win. That was it. That's like I remember you know. getting
1: cut from a travel team. Must have been eight years. Must have been eighth grade, around eighth grade, but BYA travel team. And I was at the tryout, and Coach hollered at me, "Brooks, nobody came here to see you walking." I was like, "Well, tell them to throw me a strike then." Mm. And <laughs> right. obviously, I did not make the team. Right. Well. Yeah. It's just coaches uh, that whole the whole system is ridiculous. Like you've got all these people who, you know, their only qualification to be coaches that they were silly enough to say yes. Yeah. I, some of them get really good at it. and Some of them just flounder through it and screw up a generation of players. It, it's,
0: right. it's such a hard. It's just like you have to play all the time. That's all it is. You have to play all the time. You have to really love it. And, you know, it's a, the country changed as we were growing up. We went from a time, baseball was the greatest game in the world, but we came up watching, like, you know, magic first. First, it was, like, bird magic. Uh, Dr. J, Larry Bird on Saturdays. Those were, that was, like, that was the most exciting thing Mm -hmm. to see, and that's what you wanted to go out and do after that. So it's like, I put down my glove, I picked up a ball,
1: and that was it. And you could. And I could, right. Like, that was the other major thing, like, you and your boy could go out and play hoop you and your buddy can't really get much going on a baseball you know in the, in the way of baseball unless you have some other specialized equipment had to be, and it has to be nine of you too right. and you gotta get a yeah. whole
0: team together we had when we were little kids we had a whole team as you grow older you get older you don't really have a whole team of kids you know it's easier to yeah. go play some basketball of you, some, some of you guys
1: discover pussy
0: yeah not me though I was actually, I got really good at basketball.
2: <laughs>
0: I discovered pussy. It's fucking truth, though. I got really good at basketball before I discovered pussy. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, you did. Hey, but it kind of worked out for me, though. Because then it made everything else you know, easier. I, I probably should have been on your track. Well, you know. I probably should have been on your track. I might have graduated higher. <laughs> Bro, listen, man. We, we reverse engineered it. You reverse engineered it. Whatever. Somehow I feel like Rob is outsmarting me again, though. <laughs> <laughs> Smart ass.
1: It all worked out. It all worked out for Rob. You know, it just didn't, yeah. didn't leave me the moral high ground with my daughter, though. And I was like, yeah, I graduated 228 out of 500. <laughs> yeah. Right dead in the middle. Yeah.
0: That's not good. Well, you know, look at I might have graduated higher than you in my class than you did. But overall, you've won the game of life, right? <laughs> now, it's, it's not, <laughs> right
1: I, I never checked the scoreboard. We just hanging, bro. <laughs> We're well, still
0: going. We're still going. Yo, there are no... I can hit by a bus tomorrow, man. Let me tell you something. I can tell you right now that it. everyone on this show has the fortitude of Kevin McCarthy right now. Fifteen motherfucking times.
1: We got to go again, baby. <laughs> hey, man, he was determined baby. to get that shit on his head. He wanted that shit in his obituary, regardless <laughs> of what, regardless of it is just just the name in name only. He was gonna have Speaker of the House on his fuck in his obit. Did I get He's you there? not giving that up. Did I get you there, mama?
0: Not yet, daddy.
1: We're going again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did I get you there, mama? <laughs> not yet, daddy. We're going to go again. That was the story of Kevin McCarthy. 15, hey. 15, 15, 15 times. If you don't succeed,
1: try, try again.
0: Damn. These motherfuckers don't It'll give up. It'll be them. interesting
1: to see how that actually plays out. They don't care about
0: anything, bro.
1: They care about nothing.
0: Just winning. That's it. Just winning in power. It's crazy. Can you really even even talk about politics and, like, you know, um, ideology anymore? Does it matter? Is there an ideology? Does it really matter? These motherfuckers are just like, there's like four or five people, and they're going to say, like, fuck it. They want one person to be able to get rid of the Speaker of the House.
1: Every week you can have a new Speaker of the House. You could have a new Speaker of the House every week. You can just have chaos. Is but this, that's, that's kind of the Trump party. Trump likes chaos. That's the Trump plan, isn't it? Chaos yeah. is a ladder. Chaos is a ladder. You can get away with a lot of shit while everything's going chaos crazy. Is you ladder. get away with a lot of shit.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to steal in order. You know what I mean? Mm. If th- if things are organized and you can see you can see where everything is, you know that there's eighteen of these. You know that there's ten of these. It's hard to steal that shit. Mm. But if there's chaos and everything is just kind of strewn around haphazardly, it's easy to steal a bunch of shit.
1: Yeah, be weeks for weeks, maybe even years before anybody even notices it's gone.
2: Right. Exactly. That's crazy.
1: Just ask the Pentagon. Mm. Just ask Prince Harry. They lose nobody money even, all the
0: time. It was chaos in England, and nobody even noticed he was gone before he... Next thing you know, <laughs> he, started, he got interviews He got interviews going on.
1: He talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Yo, my <laughs> man is trying to, you know, he might be, you know, we might be getting him his NAACP card soon. I'm
0: trying to tell you, B. Didn't they, didn't I was they write, thinking... What they, yo, I was thinking... They wrote
1: him out of some shit or something? Yo, B, let
0: me, let me tell you what my thought on Prince Harry was. Like, yo, we all seen Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, right? And we seen the Mm -hmm. one with Bernie Mac, too, right? You know that, like, you know. I didn't watch that one. Well, I seen it and everything. Spencer Tracy was perfect. Either way, we all know what that dynamic is. But, yo, B, if you're going to rep, that movie represents that. If you're going to represent for someone of another race how you actually do that. If you're going to represent for your wife and your wife is black, Prince Harry is like, yo, he's laying down the gauntlet, B. He's laying down the gauntlet. For real. He's like, fuck it. Bro,
1: don't I mean, fuck with my wife. He's, he's essentially saying, don't fuck with my wife. Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. And all this bullshit, all this monarchy shit, I don't care a damn thing about it. Like, y'all get fuck. away with all this shit. I don't give a fuck. Like, it took down my mama. It ain't going to take down my wife. Mm. You know? And we'll blow it up if we have to. Mm. She was black as the night.
2: I mean, like, yo, Harry normally was whiter than white.
0: <laughs> yo, danger when you taste brown sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I don't normally even give a fuck about this shit, but I was watching homeboy blow it up. And I was like, whoa, like that's a man right there. B that's a man right
1: there. Straight. He, up, He's taking on a major institution. Like people disappear for that stuff. Trying to tell mm-hmm. you. He's like fuck that it. That will be protected at all costs. That institution will be protected at all costs. He is like, you yeah. know
0: They got Pierce Morgan out there barking at him every day. Oh B. I even turned on I even turned on Channel Five Fox. I was like, I know that these like you know that the Tart white people are really like tight right now. So let me watch their news station. And that's like Channel Five in New York. So it's like I'm watching the Tart report. And they were all mad and shit at, like, you know, what he said. And, oh, he's blowing his reputation. I'm like, reputation? Y'all ain't watching the same shit I'm watching. He don't give a fuck about his reputation. He don't give All that shit y'all talk about, he don't care about none of that stuff. He's just like, yo, let it roll. You know what I'm saying? Dude was in the army. He was actually fighting in Iraq. And there's no possible way... I don't care what they say. There's no possible way that that's his daddy. That ain't his daddy. You know, the the, the king, it, it ain't his daddy. And that's really what it all comes down to. It's not his dad. It's the other dude. they like, oh, he didn't know him until afterwards. Yeah, nah, she knew him and everything, and they brought him in afterwards so that way he could be around his son. You know what I'm saying? And that was all it was. Yo, a dude is like he's he's an actual motherfucking man for real. I give him props, man. Yo, white boy, you the first white boy to get like full Born in Trouble props. Prince. Harry. I, thought we, I thought we gave him full props. No, we don't give him full props for his
1: her, for his for his heroic act <laughs> that a, many, many was, years ago. It
0: was an act of stupid bravery and mm-hmm. everything stupidity and bravery, and it was. It was representative... I'm going to have to cut his name out because it was representative of his level of intelligence. Mr. 620 on his SATs and shit. Or I think it was
2: 580.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? See, now, that's putting somebody on blast. (laughs) You really got to cut his name out. (laughs) I'm definitely cutting his name out. That's not the point. He's my boy, but, you know, I'm sure he's probably... I'm sure a couple of brothers have felt the fist of cuffs of him over the last 30 years. He's got me back. Plus, then, and some. Even if it was some guy named Raheem who took a three to five because he was mad that I called him a stupid motherfucker. Oh, you're a smart one. Like that ex-guy.
1: You were his boy. You were his homie. He never said, like, that ex-guy. He was He's your homie.
0: homie. He's my homie.
1: It's all our homies. He our homie. Yeah, he was our a- homie.
0: Yeah. So what do you do, B? If you're Mr. McCarthy, it took you 15 votes to actually become the speaker of the house. And now you got the
1: job. What do you do? Well, you know, they still haven't fully unearthed all that he traded away to get the job. Um, it seems like he's going to be carrying a silver tea service around and uh, serving the dissidents mm. who held up the vote. Mm. He's going to make sure he's going to make sure that their tea is just the right temperature. He's going to make sure that you know. Oh, you want? I'm sorry, you wanted three sugars. I'll go back and get that. Mm. Oh, you wanted a committee ship? Okay, we'll get you there. You know, Grant, you said something very trade, interesting. Trade it away
0: store. You said something very interesting last week. You said that you believe that progress for black people is over? Do you think that progress for poor people in this
2: country is over? Been oh, over. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that. Been over. Poor people haven't progressed in years. I mean, you know, uh, what did Biggie say? You either uh, sling a crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only way poor people came up. You know, I mean, it's, if you're poor, you're you pretty much just in a cycle of being poor. You knew that they gave up on the poor
1: when they just started building Walmarts everywhere.
2: Mm. Right. And dollar stores.
1: And dollar stores. When dollar
2: stores became the shit, poor people were doomed.
0: You know, a great story that I read... That
1: that was their contribution.
0: A great story that I read today, an 82-year-old man who was employed by Walmart was given a GoFundMe, and it raised like $135,000, so now he can retire. (laughs) That's a heartfelt... That's yeah. a heartwarming story
1: that a man is still like, alive Walmart, in 82. Walmart, Walmart's HR actually te- teaches people how to sign up for government assistance. They, give they you, know what they're paying you isn't enough. They give, them they the give forms. you the forms to go sign up. Yeah, they give them yeah. the forms with the application.
2: It's like, what the fuck? Walton family are... Uh, so, they're, they're basically being bro. subsidized
1: by the government.
2: Right. Everybody in the Walton family is billionaires, and this is what they do. Yeah. Everybody.
0: So, what are we going to do to
2: break rich, this? The rich get richer.
0: I mean, we don't have too many choices. I mean, Grant, you went down to D.C. for the insurrection, you climbed through a couple of windows. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out for mm-hmm. you. I did. They're doing the same thing no, down in Brazil right now. Actually, no, that didn't happen. But, you know, they did the same thing in Brazil. Rob sent me the, the picture the other day. They actually have their own, like, shaman down in Brazil. They've, they've got their own guy wearing shaman ash chaps in Brazil for Bolsonaro. Nice. Bolsonaro, whatever his name is. Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro.
1: See, if you're TCU, not to get off topic, but if you're TCU, would you have rather lost the game before than get smacked like this? What's the score? Or 65 no. to 7? No. Oh. There's still seven minutes left to go in the game. Oh.
2: No. You, you, want, you wanted to go out. I mean, you didn't want to go out like this, but you didn't want to go out last week. You
1: wanted to win last week and play this week. And you wanted to play this. So regardless of – The ass-kicking you're taking. It's better to be in the championship game than not. You think so? What if
0: the coach would have shown up and said,
1: we forfeit,
0: our whole team has a cramp? Think that would have worked?
1: Just give it up? Well, they played like it.
2: (laughs) Same outcome.
1: You know, ESPN. ESPN needs to fill the four hours of commercials, so they'd had even if they all had cramps, somebody would have had to play because mm. ESPN's got commercials they that they've already sold. Mm. They should be running draft coverage. Well, you know, I don't in know. the
2: background. I don't know about that. The NFL has sold had sold uh, commercials for the uh, football
1: game last week. Oh yeah, and it, it took them what nearly an hour to cancel the game afterwards. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. like. Everybody gets in those moments. Like, you get moments where everybody knows what to do. Like, you know what you traditionally do, but then this doesn't feel right. Like, many years ago, I was involved in a game, and it was a World Series game. And the Phillies were up when it was raining. And the way the rules were written at that time, it was an official game. Mm-hmm. So hmm. After five innings, if, right? After five innings, it's an official game. Mm-hmm. So here we are in the sixth inning. We were playing through. I mean, there was mud sloshing everywhere. Like, guys were standing in water. Balls were taking weird hops because footprints, you know, balls were going into footprints and stuff. It was awful. But the commissioner didn't know what the F to do because to call the game at that point, an argument could have made that, well, okay, the game's is over. Phillies won it. Phillies are ahead after five. Phillies win the World Series. Mm. And they just kept letting that game go and go and go. And finally the Rays scored in the top of the sixth and tied the game. So we were able to we, to tie the game. So, so like it, almost as soon as they scored, boom, game over. It, right.
2: we all waited
1: over. two days to finish it, mm. but there was no real provision in the rules for something like that. When something like that happens. So the NFL was kind of faced with that last week. Like, there's no, you know, for the NFL's history, for the most part, what they did was they kept going. Somebody gets hurt. Right. They played you the game. get them off the field, and you keep going. This was different. They just rolled over the bodies. so they the had ice. to have a but lot it was. of conversations. It was but it, was, it, it wasn't you different. Know, they though. had to have a lot of conversations before they could finally say, okay, we're, get, we're just going to, you know, Go ahead, we're going to blow it up. And you've heard some light rumbling from some guys about what happens if, you know, there's a possibility if the Bills make it to the AFC Championship, that game's going to be played on neutral ground now. And neutral site. Like,
2: Yep. lot of, so, so this is my my argument. I'm not saying that they were wrong for canceling the game. I'm not saying that at all. However, past practice has been that the NFL plays the game. They just rolled past past practice. Ryan Shazier, uh, Ronnie Brown for the Lions, uh, Mike Utley when he got hurt. I mean, there's a lot of instances of people getting hurt on the field. Um and you know, they get carted off. People get carted off the field all the time. He got he got carted off. I mean, it, it was in an ambulance, but he got carted off. You know what I mean? You 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 finished the game. I mean I and I get it. Don't don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I understand why they canceled the game. However, the game itself is the commodity. Right? It's not the it's not the it's not the, the, the player that's the commodity. The game itself is the commodity. So as a as a as a business, the NFL should have continued that game. Now if the team decided not to play and forfeit the game, that's something different. But if I'm the NFL, I'm gonna say, Look, we gotta finish this game because it's more it's way more things that are connected to this game than just this anomaly that just happened to but
1: it. Yeah. I mean the real change the real change in that game last week the real change was that the players stepped up and said we can't. Like right. the players have started right. to evolve now. Like the players the players stepped up and said we can't like we're not going we're not going on with this. We can't continue to play. And in the years past they'd have all just mad they'd have just all just strapped up and gone and played. Right. Like that was the real difference. Like that was that was driven by the players. I think that there I think that there was an option out there. Oh I'm sure there was an option. I'm sure somebody I'm sure at the very beginning they were thinking, well we'll just keep going. Right. You know? Well and then it started to be a rumble. Guys guys were too distraught, guys couldn't get their heads back. And started talking like I can't go on. I can't play like this. Like, we gotta go. We gotta go see our bands. Like, we can't. But that's all. That's all new, and that's all new for the players. Well, right. I'm, but I'm, e- even at that,
2: they still could have. They still could have played the game at a later date.
1: Well, I'm gonna
0: say this about the game. That. I don't. I don't but give yeah, a fuck. Yeah, but once
1: again, skip the Skip Bayless thing. I think scared him. Yeah, I. I the reaction that Skip was oh, like, yeah. just talking with about continuing the game. I think that scared him.
0: I don't give a fuck what happened with that game, whether they would have won or lost the game. And I'm glad that tomorrow Heyman is, like, doing a lot better right now. Hamlin right now is doing a lot better. That's all that really matters at the end of the day. Um, it's just, like, really fucking... What shook me still was the fact that these guys... Like, the fact that you, you're saying all these things, they would normally just strap their helmets back on and get back out there and they just go do it. I understand that because that is the gladiator sport that football is. But the simple fact that had this happened at any point in time during the year, they have a right to prorate, to take his prorated salary down from 825 to $455 on your way out the door. They don't even have to pay you full freight. They can actually. The organization mm-hmm. actually saves money on you going out in a lot of cases, and they say, "Well, I gotta go out, and I gotta sign somebody else. I gotta sign somebody else who can barely limp for the same money that you were making and everything, so that way they can fuck up their body for a little bit of money, because really, eight twenty five ain't that much when you figure your agent's fee." and your um, other fees and your taxes at the end of the day it's not all that much money for four years, over four years it's a yeah. nice head start in life
2: but it's not everything yeah. TLC sold 10 million records
1: but how many years is it going to take a regular American to make 825, 850 why I strap it back on yeah because the reality is if they were out in the real world it'd take them, take them decades to make that they're not going to make it.
0: They're just really, uh, really what I saw, uh, I, I guess the best way, and I'm going to wrap up the show like right now because we're a little bit over an hour, but what I saw when I saw um that guy going out and I read the stat and everything, I can't look at football the same way. I'm looking at 52 players on that, on that field. There's probably 10 of them that are making like any type of significant money, 10, 15 of them. If there's 20 of them, God bless. And the other 23 guys that are out there holding their helmets, they're just motherfuckers that are waiting to come work at jobs, work normal jobs one day, and hopefully be able to walk. They're just really average guys. They're average people, and they don't even know it yet. You know, as much as they are special for being able to get that far in the game, it's not going to pan out for them. At the end, long term, and for what they even those guys who are making big money, a lot of them it's not going to pan out for them either. Yeah, because what they give back, they give back their bodies. They give back their bodies. They're giving up their. They're literally like paying off
1: debts with their health. And I, not only that, but just you know the financial literacy rate in the NFL. Although they have made some efforts. The bankruptcy rate is still ridiculous, even for the guys who are making millions of dollars.
0: That's my point. That's my point. I see a bunch of normal guys on the sideline that are really like they don't know better and everything because they let somebody negotiate these contracts that allow them to, with everything else that they've already given up and everything, as far as, like, no guaranteed contracts whatsoever, no guaranteed salaries. Not only that... They can cut them in half. After your, you know, if if it were not a a heart injury, if it were an ankle, if he had twisted his ankle, dislocated his ankle, and would have been out, and that's something that's very difficult to come back from a dislocated ankle. Mm-hmm. That could be like your ending it right there. a sprained ankle. Yeah, right. But you know, now you're one of those high ankle sprains. Yeah, you're on IR. You're not coming back. Teams aren't going to wait for you to get there on, the, on your first. You're, you're a fucking fifth-round draft pick. You're a guy. You're a, you're a jag. You're a jag. And this is what they're – because of the fact that it was a heart, that it was his heart, we all know about it. But I really started thinking about those other guys, and I'm like, yo, I can't even – I'm starting to see the game different. I just stand and everything.
1: See, I've always, I've always seen the game differently. So, you know, I remember my, you know, and all these, all, these, all these sports at all levels are far more brutal than anybody knows. Like I saw a story about Cory Booker the other day, and he was talking about like the, his, mess, his overall message was a lot of times these things that you think are the worst thing ever to happen to you, wrapped up in those moments, are some of the greatest lessons you can ever learn. And a chance to advance yourself if you're open to the lesson. He talks about the fact that he was, you know, when he was in college at Stanford, he was a f- football player. And he thought he had, like, a really good year, his senior year. He still had another year of eligibility left. And he was thinking, yeah, next year I'm going to come back and, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to have a great year next year. And Coach Denny Green brought him into the office after the end of the, at the end of the season and said, we're not inviting you back. Mm. And until recently, most college scholarships are not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. until recently every year coach could run you off coach could bring you in the office and say we're not, we're not renewing your scholarship next year mm-hmm. and now you're 19 years old at some college that you can't pay for in the middle of nowhere and you've got to figure out what's next mm-hmm. so I've always seen the brutality of the sports because some of my guys you know, I went to Temple, some of my guys got run off mm-hmm. we had a coaching change after my freshman year Guys got run off. Mm-hmm. You, mm. you signed up to play in this system for these people. Well, those people are gone now, and they're bringing in their own people. And they're not particularly respectful of people who were there before. So, so I, I've always seen the brutality of it. Guys who have their knees replaced, the guys who get their knees blown out at 19, like, you're done. You're hoping, they're, they're hoping they'll honor your scholarship because you can't play football no more. You're hoping they'll honor your scholarship for the next three years. Some places do. Some places don't. You know, the NFL Players Association at some point is going to have to take up the guaranteed contract thing. They need to. But what are they going to give up for it? What are they going to give up for it is the question. They've got nothing
0: to give up. They're butt naked out there in the field as it is. Born in trouble, 37th episode. I'm your host, John X. My oh, man,
1: John's all of a sudden depressed and shit.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> um, seriously, I thought, like, you know, I couldn't watch. So I, could, I wasn't watching it with the same lens that other people were watching it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I, all I did was like, I, I, all I did was like, I saw that one, that one thing I clicked on, the only thing I clicked on about that guy. That was the only thing I saw about the entire thing. Cause it's depressing. And that was the one thing that I saw. And I noticed that. And I start like, you know, me, I start doing math in my head automatically. And I'm like, ah, shit. If this guy hadn't gone down with the heart injury, he'd be fucked up. How many other players are there? There's 32 teams, and a lot of these dudes ain't that you, good. You,
2: as a, as, a, as a player though, you you accept you accept that level of exploitation. What what are, what are as, the, as a player? What other the choice you, do you, you have? You know it's you know it's baked in. But I mean, I, listen, I get it. Yeah, I, I get it. But you else. you know that it's baked in. You know that it's baked in if the NFL is what you want to do, or baseball or basketball or the fire department or whatever. Everything has a certain amount of bullshit that's baked into it. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Right? You could always it's get not, Jim Brown and walk just away. The NFL that got, it's, just, it's not just the NFL that got bullshit baked in. The fire department got bullshit baked in too. I know, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And I, and it's everywhere. Don't make 800000 a year. But yeah, but
0: I thought about it like this. Like, how fucked up is it Like for your journey to end there? on the sidelines in front of a, like, you know, playing like this, the world's most yeah, attentive game it's hella fucked up. and everything. It's like hella fucked up. It's, it's like, you know, up.
2: one second you're right yeah, there. It's Monday night. And the next day you're, you're, you're nothing. It's Monday night. Yeah, everybody's shit. watching. Yeah, it's Monday night. Well, everybody in the world is watching. It's the first quarter. It's Buffalo, Cincinnati. So you know it's going to be a bang out game. And boom, this happens. It's a horrible situation all the way around.
1: It's 100% a horrible situation. I'm going to speak out for the most underrepresented group ever. Think about all the people who had either the Bills quarterback or the Bengals quarterback on their fantasy squads, and then the game just gets dropped. You know how many people lost games that week? Duh. Duh. Shit was crazy. It was crazy. (laughs) Dude, I'm
2: commissioner. So I'm commissioner of of two leagues. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm in contact with commissioners of like five or six other leagues. Yeah. When I tell you the flurry of phone calls over that, like four or five days before the NFL actually made a decision. And even after they made the decision, the flurry of phone calls, like how do we, how do we work this out? Blah, blah, blah. Dog, it's ridiculous
0: because that's just right. No because in it out. America, because in America, that's, that's what's important. important. What's important well, from Philadelphia, New if it Jersey, wasn't, if it wasn't for that, the game wouldn't be what it is. Mr. Robert Brooks. What up? What up? What <laughs> Thank up? Thank you for showing up. Thank you. I can't let us go to fifteen. It's, 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 it's
1: a new year. It's a new year. You know, and I want to I want to provide people with some hope and some inspiration or a little mm, bit of, you know, I'm worried. So I got this new toy a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, and I highly recommend it for anybody who, you know, wants to indulge and, and drop a little money on their habits. Mm-hmm. But I got the, a, a laser bong a couple weeks ago. Oh, free advertisement. And it is revolutionary, brother.
0: Free advertisement. Yeah, I, I, I didn't drop is, the name. Okay, I didn't drop the name. I didn't
1: drop the, yeah. name. I didn't it's drop all right.
0: the brand name. It's all right.
1: Seven years. We'll get, Seven
2: years and I'm there. We'll get them next. And... The man. I got to get you to come down to, to
0: Philly, John, and try it. All right. I, well, you know, that's not hard for That's not, you're twisting my arm. Um, from Detroit, <laughs> Michigan, home of City Wings, the man who is building this future, everything is future and time related with you this week. Perhaps you can tell me the future of your chicken wings at 2896 West Graham Boulevard. Uh, they will be Detroit, Michigan. They will be delicious, but the they will—they will be delicious. They
2: will be delicious. They will be delicious in the future,
0: Mr. Grant Lancaster, and they will
2: remain Amish. That's right. You are the—that's the, right. the, tell you you, what.
0: That's the only free, laser bomb. They would be great. Yep, that's the only—that's the <laughs> only free play. That's the only free placement that we given in this in this show. Born in trouble. That's it, fellas. Thanks for like joining me again on this Monday evening. We're gonna have to get, catch up with Gene next time. Yes, sir. And uh, just
1: another manic Monday.
0: Ooh,
1: singing you that's off. That's my fun day. Board in trouble. Talk Wish to you later. You ever hear the original demo of that? You know, it's a Prince song, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. So he did it. They did, They released an album after his death of like all demos, and that's one of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard yeah. the demo for uh, like Sex Shooter. One of the Time songs is on one there, of the time too. Yeah, One of the Time songs. Maybe, is it uh, a, a Girl? The man was the girl a genius. The one that's on there? Genius out.